Hi everyone, and welcome to the 214th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hello. Churro! What's up? I can't believe it, but we actually got news for Kingdom Hearts! But is it good news or is it bad news? You know what? <laughs> I, I literally, I don't know. It's definitely like an enigma of like what kind of news this is but it's actual for real news i guess and it's really good uh is this, what's that saying go there's no news like good news or something like that yeah there's no news like good news and then some some people also say no news is good news but uh i think in this case it could be good news uh, i will just say more generally speaking there's been a lot of just like random announcements like a lot of like random streams like we got state of play Pokemon just announced a bunch of stuff, like, Nintendo had a thing, like, there, there's been a lot just randomly in the middle of February, basically, what's going on? I guess that was a lack of, like, as actual physical events to go to, Yeah, they're just like, uh, we need to fill the void here. Yeah, I wonder if maybe, do you think this is maybe just like, oh, we're getting to the end of the tax year, we need to announce games to make shareholders happy. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah, more likely, because... <laughs> Probably. Because, like, the last time I ever received something like this was, like, I think from the Nintendo side, it was, like, 10 months. And then yeah. the State of Play was, like, I think it was in June or September of last year. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, like, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. been a long while. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I guess speaking of uh, of all that, uh, uh, it sounds like E3 2021 is like trying to be a thing, but like a digital thing. Whereas last year they just like completely just gave up. So well, that's, I mean uh, it's going digital again this year. Yeah, yeah, it's going digital, but like at least with the last year they just they didn't even have any like official E3 anything. It was just the uh, the summer games thing that Jeff Keighley did. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I wonder how that's gonna go. If if uh, publishers will be, uh, you know, loyal at all to E3 after all the craziness that's happened with them. But uh, I guess we'll see. Anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And uh, we have a two-segment show today. We have a news segment, and we have a question segment. Uh, In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We've got Louis James, Zach Toronto, Rachel Casterton, who's at Orba Yoon Ray, uh, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Z- Zelda Clone, who's at Apes Type Novels, uh, Joseph Robertson, who's at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Troutman, who are at Akira Namjian, uh, Miles Ribbons, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23, uh, Tom Hughes, who's at Tom underscore Hughes 22, Yam Potato, and Churro, if you could take these last ones. We have Noah Latrell, Horizon, Sam Ennis, Chris Willis, Fayez Bialy, 
Joshua Johnson, who's at the Cancer Bus, Freya Stella, Lauren Luscombe, Tim Michael Verne, who's at Phoenix 02SA, Marco Liliu, and Timmy Turner's Babysitter. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And just as a reminder, as we have been doing for quite a while, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory spoilers are fair game. And not only that, basically any Kingdom Hearts story up until Melody of Memory, those spoilers are fair game. You have been warned. Now, in the way of news, we've got stuff. The thing is, is it good stuff or bad stuff? (laughs) Let's get to the bad news first. I don't know if it's bad news, but I guess it's kind of bad. Kingdom Hearts Union Cross and Kingdom Hearts Dark Road are ending in April and May, respectively. Say what? (laughs) R.I.P. Pour one out for Kingdom Hearts Union Cross and Dark Road. Turo, our our, uh, uh, SEO uh you know uh competition kingdom hearts union cross we outlived it <laughs> yeah we did we outlived union cross man so that, we're going to so we're going to go back because... we're going to go back to being the only only union uh kingdom hearts union on the block back where we, we belong back where you belong exactly but uh it's it's kind of a bittersweet because like here we thought uh, union cross would like go on forever and then like surprisingly yeah. dark road was announced you know last june yeah it hasn't even been a year so i wanted to i wanted to bring yeah specifically that point up like I kind of got the feeling with, at least with Union Cross, not Dark Road, but at least with Union Cross, like, I had a feeling, like, through some of the comments Nomura has made in the recent past, like, it seemed like Union Cross was winding down. Like, that I understand. Union Cross, you know, coming to an end and that being, you know, sunsetted, as they say, and just, you know, let that end in a natural way. Like, that seems fine by me. Dark Road, though, that seems like something about this just feels like it was not planned to go down this way. I don't know if you get that vibe, but at least to me, just the way that they're both ending kind of abruptly, it doesn't feel like this was the plan from the get-go. Because the way I look at it, um, Dark Road was only supposed to tell like a fraction of a story. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more like an introductory phase of how Zaynard became the road, you know, to darkness. So I yeah. knew that it wasn't gonna, you know, be around that long, but not this long. You know, it's like yeah, like, especially yeah, with the way real short. Like, like we barely got up to the third like chapter of Dark Road. You know, after its first announcement, you know, and it's like, I didn't, I thought they were going to flesh it out to kind of like excuse it to drag on a little bit, like how Union Cross was. But like, yeah, it's like you said, there's something that had to be going on behind scenes, whether it had to do with, you know, the COVID-19 virus, you know, with people not being able to invest money into these gotcha games. And, you know, maybe they just had to cut the losses and be like, hey, you know, we have to shut these down. It's kind of, it's kind of reminiscent of a, Final Fantasy 15. 
you know, when they yeah. had uh, released a couple of uh, mobile games, you know, yeah, Justice Monster 5 and that one game with uh, King Regis, you know, those games didn't last yep. that long. And the yeah, King's Knight, you know, yep. that didn't last yep. that long either. So it's like, I think something must have happened and they had to cut their losses. And, you know, these two were, you know, got the axe, as they say. Yeah, it's a little surprising. I, I guess I can understand that Dark Road is, uh, you know, it, it's it was kind of a short-lived thing. So, but like Union Cross, like at least to my knowledge, I thought Union Cross was pretty successful. I guess maybe just you know, like you were saying, like with various factors of like COVID nineteen and you know people not being able to spend so much in Getcha games and maybe it just not being as popular. Maybe after Kingdom Hearts three finally came out, like. I wonder if maybe all those factors put together kind of like slowly it was just maybe just losing popularity and wasn't worth it anymore but but yeah it's uh yeah those games are ending and um uh basically uh they will continue to exist in an offline state so you'll still be able to experience the stories so the the games aren't like disappearing forever like uh, if even if you haven't played it before, you can uh, you can download those games, start playing them now. Even after they go into their offline mode, you can still you know download them and uh, play them. Uh, but they're gonna enter a mode where you really can only experience the story in sort of an offline. I'm assuming offline also means single player mode, so you can experience the story. But that's about it. Uh, anything like PvP you know, that sort of stuff, that's a uh, bye-bye. So, interesting. Um, basically, in a statement, uh, Nomura was talking about, and this is uh, translated by Gold Panner, uh, once both games are complete, the teams will merge with the rest of the Kingdom Hearts team as they are currently in the preparation phase for what is next. You know, I'm so assuming for the two, Kingdom Hearts series. Much. Yeah, for phase two. So, at least for me, and, and you know, Charlie, you, you had a really great question. Is the news that we have today, is it good news or is it bad news? And I guess in some ways, if you're a Union Cross slash Dark Road fan, maybe it's bad news. But, I mean, at the very least, hey, you're going to get your ending, you know, for those games. But ultimately, like, the most important thing here is that, like, Hey, they're taking resources away from something old and putting it into something new. And that's how I see it. I see this as a positive thing generally because it means that they're making preparation and putting more even more effort behind the future of Kingdom Hearts. And while yes, Union Cross and Dark Road have always sort of existed to sort of give you a glimpse of the future of Kingdom Hearts, I feel like now going forward, it's better to sort of cut cut your losses and put all the eggs into the new basket of the future of the series. Um, I do wonder, though, Churro, so like, and this is just another thing that sort of like hints at the possibility that this was not the plan at the beginning is the fact that, like, remember in the Kingdom Hearts 3 ending, 
or all the aspects of the ending, including the epilogue, there was like that whole epilogue, including uh, Ericus and Xehanort, and they had their little chess game, and uh, you know, oh, I know a new game. Like at least in my eye, that was hinting at Dark Road. Am I wrong in assuming that 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 was supposed to be for Dark Road? It could be. It could be like towards the end of like the Dark Road playthrough. Yeah, maybe. Like it's so. At least in Kingdom Hearts three, part of the epilogue, CG cutscene and all was devoted to, you know, hyping up what seems like became dark road and then this is what happened it's getting canceled yeah that's uh, that's that's pretty sad this is probably the most public like cancellation sort of thing we've seen for a kingdom hearts game and it was on if, the, if i remember too it just like yeah it just popped out without a warning it was just and it plus it, it plus the can plus the end of service is like soon too yeah, it's real soon. Like normally, it's like you know, it's like a month. You know, we're heading to March now, but so it's like you know, the next month, or you know, for Dark Road, yep. two months. So it's like normally April, be, April, May. Bye. That's it. Yeah, it's like bye. It's like you like you'll be able to transfer your stuff to an offline version and enjoy the story. Okay, bye. <laughs> Remember how I was saying like uh, all these big news stories are like. You know, this is all coming at the end of the uh, fiscal year, and that's just for the shareholders. You know what else is for shareholders? Uh, cancellations and, uh, like, liquidating of staff and that sort of stuff. That's also for shareholders. Because uh, for them, that means, oh, you're cutting back on your expenditures. That you can get, like, there's two ways to make profits. You can either uh, make money or eliminate money that you were going to spend. And that's kind of what that feels like. Is like, uh, this is for our shareholders right at the end. Especially with the terms when it comes to both Union Cross and Dark Road Story, too. Because they're still yeah. part of the, you know, Xehanort saga. So it's like, yeah. we're done with that now. Exactly. Exactly. So, I guess, yeah, just thinking about it that way, I'm glad that that's ending and then we're moving on. I wonder, though, Churro... There was another part of that epilogue. Namely, the whole deal with Lushu and Zigbar and all of that stuff and the foretellers and not to mention all the stuff about, like, the Subject X, you know, character, whoever that's supposed to be, that is very much tied in to the story of Union Cross and Dark Road. Not to mention Master of Masters. So there's a lot of, like, there's still plates spinning, is what I'm trying to say. There is still stuff here that is left unanswered. And uh, before before I get to, uh, you know, asking for your, your opinion, I just want to uh, mention real quick that uh, these are going to end properly. This is not just end of service. There will actually be story chapters to finish these off. And the remaining chapters will be several times larger 
than usual chapters as they will cover some very extreme turns in the story. So they are going to end this properly. I wonder though, Cho, do you think in these last remaining chapters, are they just going to address all these last lingering questions? Like, you know, talking about like stuff with Master of Masters and Subject X and that whole part of the epilogue with Lushu and the foretellers. Like, are they going to wrap up all that content and then go all in on Yozora and that stuff? Or are there, or do you still think there's going to be some leftover stuff from that that could be carried on in uh, future games? No, and tomorrow it's probably going to be the latter. That yeah, that he's going to keep it for later. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm figuring. He's going to answer some of the because um, because remember with Kingdom Hearts three, we didn't get all the full answers that we were expecting. No, no, because he was yeah, keeping exactly. them in you know on hold for the next you know saga. You know, so I think that we're going to get some answers to some things we have questions on, and then it's going to leave us with more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, I I agree. Uh, that's kind of what I'm feeling. I don't think all of those things are going to be resolved. I think, yeah, at best, some of those things are going to get resolved, but for the most part, I don't think all of them will. Um, I, I'm very interested to see how this all wraps up, though. Uh, this is a uh, quite the interesting thing, interesting development. Like this is not what I expected. This is not what I signed up for, Churro. They said this year was going to be no news. What? What is? Where's all this coming and then, from? And then all of a sudden, we're getting into this news, like Kingdom Hearts on PC, and now Unity Crossing Dark Road being, you know, terminated soon. It's like, uh... Mara, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me and tell me there's no news and then tell me some news. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, does no more know what year we're in still? Yeah. <laughs> what year is this? Speaking of what year is this, uh, so Tetsuya Nomura says that, oh, I'm currently arranging a chance to meet you all soon. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope to co- uh, hope you continue to support the Kingdom Hearts series. So speaking of what year is this, Tetsuya Nomura literally said, like, last November, like, don't expect nothing from me until March of 2022. And then here he is saying, I want to meet you soon. Churro, what does soon mean? I don't even know. I think it's early. I mean, we have the anniversary of Kingdom Hearts coming up. Yeah, there's the anniversary. That's true. And then, well, that's soon, soon, but then there's soon as in tomorrow time, which means probably E3. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another possibility, E3 time, like June. And then, I mean, other than that, it could be something, you know, maybe to do something has to do with the closure of Union Cross or Dark Road. Maybe he's coming down, flying out into to California, maybe. But yeah. at the same time, it's like uh, we're still in the middle of pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he's actually planning like a physical thing or he's yeah. just going to plan like a like a stream that he's going to be on but be hiding in the background like he did for to- the Tokyo Game Show thing where he's yeah has the voice of Nomura in the background. Like, is it going to yeah, be yeah. something like that? Yeah, I mean, considering the pandemic is still going on, I 
could only imagine that it would be, you know, more of an online thing. I'll just say, you know, just an anecdote uh, from, you know, me living in Japan. So basically, practically speaking, I am stranded in Japan right now. (laughs) I don't know if I mentioned that before, but technically I am stranded in Japan. Now, I'm not trying to leave Japan by any means. But technically, I'm a little bit stranded in Japan. Well, to some extent. If I really wanted to, if I really wanted to, if I was super desperate, if I wanted to leave this country and go home, I'm pretty sure I could. Problem is, I don't think I can come back. I don't know how it is for Japanese people, but at least for uh, foreigners, it's very difficult to come back into the country once you've left. Um, So just long story short, it's real difficult difficult to leave the country. so uh, I'm pretty sure that if it's going to be anything, it probably would be online. Here's another monkey wrench. As of next month, Japan is lifting all uh, restrictions on like shelter in place and that sort of stuff. They're opening up basically everything. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, at least according to that, maybe like from a legal standpoint, it is okay to do so. But I don't know from a, uh, you know, well, social responsibility standpoint, if that's such a good idea. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, how many people in Japan actually follow with the COVID procedures? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, not much. <laughs> like, yeah. the only thing that we have maybe over some other places is that mask wearing masks is not a big deal. Like, but that's just because, you know, that's a part of the culture here. Yeah. So it's that that part of it is not a big deal. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. Not not so much. I can say uh, <laughs> I uh, I went shopping the other day and there was a lot of people at the mall. So. Uh, yeah, not 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 too. It doesn't feel too much like a pandemic is going on. The only things that I can tell you are pretty consistent you probably have this back in america as well but like uh when i went into you know when you go into stores they always have a little hand sanitizer station at the door so before you enter you spritz your hands wipe them off come in uh some stores like uh i went to uniqlo yesterday they had this cool little like uh uh temperature checking thing where it was like a it was literally like an iphone on a stick and you look at it and it would read your temperature in a second it was really cool um yeah some stores but, here do that and some of them have like yeah. some like i went to the disney store uh a few couple months ago and they had us uh they they would squirt the hand sanitizer in our hands before we go into the store yeah so yeah, I guess I, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, things are like lightening up now that we have the the vaccine, and they are starting to vaccine vaccinate people here in uh, Japan. I know they're doing so as well in the states, uh, but I don't know. Just at, at least for me personally, I just I don't know. Uh, you know, we're trying to fight a pandemic, and it's killed a lot of people can't we like wait until it's really like actually like we're winning the fight before we start opening up you know everything again because that just sounds like a recipe for how we can uh 
make the vaccine or make make the uh the virus stronger again but oh well well we'll have to see uh you know Nomura says soon so at the very least whether or not the thing he's describing about will happen soon uh more information will would probably actually come soon like i'm sure we'll get more information about what this is soon so yeah, I, I I guess and yeah, maybe it'll uh maybe it'll happen around when uh Union Cross ends. He'll be like, all right, well uh remember that thing I was uh talk talking to you about how I wanted to meet you guys again. Well, the arrangements have been made. It'll be this date. Here's the link or here here's the place to sign up. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's uh that's a lot. That's a lot. Churro, how are you feeling in general about like? the the ending of this because like you know union cross and dark road are ending but the teams that were involved in that are going to be merged in with the you know the main uh efforts to prepare for phase two like you know are are, are you sad about lo- losing union cross or are you mostly just happy that you know you know that's coming to an end but then it's gonna you know support the development of the future of the series it's both that's bittersweet to me yeah because it's like you know unicross has been going on for years you know they had an event for it with with namara yeah. showing up and that was a lot of fun to attend and um but you know like i played unicross you know heavily from time to time but other than that you know i think it's just run its course you know it's yeah you know, it's time to move on to something new and better. Hopefully that same, you know, teams that are working on Union Cross can create something even better that fans would love. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I tweeted on Twitter that, you know, it'll be pretty cool to have like something, you know, similar to a Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, you know, retelling yep. the story, you know, you know, through like its own unique visual novel style with some action, you know, turn-based RPG elements. You know, yeah. kind of like that, or something like a pocket edition from Final Fantasy Fifteen, and yeah. then you know, it would be nice to have like the entire game, because like like I said, the hardest thing right now is people actually finding time to sit down and play all the games from you know, the all in one package or from the all in one you know all the games on PC. So why yep. you know why not have something in your pocket they can actually you know play when you're bored. You know, or are yeah, yeah. two and away from work. You know, that would be really be helpful for you know any type of Kingdom Hearts fan, especially when there's a lot of story to unravel. You know, so I would love to see some them working on something like that, just to you know give Kingdom Hearts fans, you know, new and old a chance to catch up and refresh. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, 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 when I saw Ever Crisis, that is actually the like number one thing that went through my head is like, oh, what if Kingdom Hearts had one of these? That would be so cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's the per- thing it's we perfect. have the biggest problem with is people not being able to get caught up with the series. Yep. So that would that would be you know it'll be a wise choice, and then and then you know with the whole uh, you know first soldier mobile game um kingdom hearts battle royal that'd be pretty cool (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i will just say though uh specifically with uh ever crisis um so with ever crisis one downside that i could see 
for and this would just be for kingdom hearts though um if kingdom hearts went down this road is if they did that so i'm trying to imagine you know similar to you know i know you experienced this too as well churro when uh kingdom hearts 3 was being heavily marketed people would see you know they would be watching like a e3 press event like the xbox one see the trailer for kingdom hearts 3 think it looks super awesome and then be constantly going around like oh uh can i play that like oh man like do i need to play what do i need to play to get caught up with the the kingdom Hearts story you know what do i do and then it's just like this big thing of like well you know you know could you start there yeah but you're really not gonna like the story if you don't know anything about it not only that there i saw a lot of people starting out with kingdom hearts 3 like i saw streamers playing kingdom hearts 3 as our first kingdom hearts game and yeah that's just a recipe for disaster the only downside so let's say something like ever crisis exists for kingdom hearts only downside i can see is that with something like ever crisis the kind of person that got that would get interested in kingdom hearts off of a trailer that you know they would see at like e3 of like you know, let's say a Kingdom Hearts 4, hypothetically speaking. You know, the person in that situation, they saw a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4, looks amazing. It's this crazy, high-quality CG-looking thing, like, really next-gen and, like, amazing quality graphics and Disney and Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts or whatever. You know, it is what it is. It's this massive, high-quality thing. That's what most people... When they encounter Kingdom Hearts, that's usually what they're going to fall in love with is that implementation of Kingdom Hearts. And then somebody tells you, you know, when you go ask, like, oh, can I start at Kingdom Hearts 4? And then someone says, no, but you can start with this mobile game that'll summarize the story for you. And then they sit down and play it, and it's not that. It's not that crazy thing that they saw at E3. It's this, like, chibi, simplified thing that you know, maybe, yeah, it gives them that story they wanted, but in terms of being an entry point that is at the level of quality of the thing that they they fell in love with that they saw on that stage at whatever game event, that's not what they're getting there. I don't know if that's maybe fine. Maybe it is fine. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe that's, that's totally non-issue. But I'm just saying for me personally, as someone who uh, got into a series in a similar uh, with a similar that had a similar problem. And I brought up the series like about a billion times, but it's the Yakuza series. Uh, So with the Yakuza series, like I've said about a billion times, I'm pretty sure uh, they have a game called Yakuza Zero, which is a brand new prequel game that was made specifically to be a brand new entry point into the series. And at least for me, the most brilliant thing about that game is not the fact that it is a new entry point. That's not the only thing. The most important thing is, is that it is a new entry point that is made to the level of quality of the most recent Yakuza game that had come out at that time. It is the high, it is at that extreme high quality level. You know, Yakuza 0 is a numbered Yakuza title. So when people, you know, ask, like, oh, how can I get into the Yakuza series? Where should I start? 
there is no question. You start at Yakuza 0. It's one of the best games in the series, and it's an amazing starting point. And then after you fall in love with playing Yakuza 0, then if you have to go to something that's a little bit lesser, you've already got those hooks in your heart. You already love it. So it's not as much of a you know, problem to go back to, you know, possibly a lesser game. In the case of something like a Ever Crisis Kingdom Hearts game, I just worry that people are going to see something beautiful on a stage, you know, such as E3, then be told they need to play, you know, let's say a three-hour, ten-hour mobile game that looks like, I don't know, like, you know, a chibi game. And, okay, you have to do 10 hours of homework. It's still that same problem of, like, oh, you have to play this lesser thing first before you can play the thing you're actually interested in. So that's just my personal concern. But from a financial standpoint, I do see that uh, making something on the level of a numbered Kingdom Hearts title is extremely huge of an investment. Making something on the level of Ever Crisis, I can see being, you know, a lot more realistic. So I'm conflicted on an Ever Crisis type of game. But I, I, I am interested. I'm very intrigued. And I don't know about you, Churro, but I'm, I'm definitely playing Ever Crisis. No question. Well, so am I. I'm playing both Ever Crisis and First Soldier. Yeah, they, they they look super interesting. So uh, just real quick, uh, you know, since we were talking about uh, FF7 remake anyway, uh, Tetsuya Nomura is apparently no longer the main director of Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, or, or you know, I have it phrased as no longer. Uh, let me be more specific. Tetsuya Nomura is not the main director of Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. This may have been something that was decided from the beginning, but. Uh, at least according to him, his role in that game is not going to be diminished, even though he's not the main director. So from what I understand, kind of similar to how the Kingdom Hearts team is structured, you have Nomura as the main director, and then you have a co-director. And you know, in Kingdom Hearts land, we have Tayasue. Uh, in Final Fantasy, I forgot the guy's name, but he came from uh, Mobius Final Fantasy. That's that's his claim to fame, which was a mobile game. So apparently that guy is going to uh, step up to be the main director, and Tetsuya Nomura will stay on being in a more creative uh, position. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it also means that he's... Pro- I know he says his job isn't going to change that much, but... It definitely feels like he's probably going to have a diminished position on that game. I think, if anything, this is just what he's saying now, so people don't really worry too much about part two, but yeah. Churro, I think this is just like another thing that's like Tetsuya Nomura is going even harder on Kingdom Hearts. Exactly. Another one of those bittersweet things because like, I'm a fan of 7 Remake, but I'm also a big fan of Kingdom Hearts, so yeah, no, another one of those. But uh, I, I'm excited to see to see where it goes. Um, I, 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 I'm, I think the, the other guy will probably do fine on 7 Remake, but yeah, Nomura's got to be on Kingdom Hearts. That's not, that's, there's no negotiation there. 
Kingdom Hearts is Namor's baby. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, moving on uh, to our questions. Uh, we have two questions. I think let's uh, address the second question since we already answered basically half of it. Uh, so this one comes from uh, Sugar Goat, and Sugar Goat says, uh, the new uh, Final Fantasy VII mobile games look really cool. Do you think Kingdom Hearts would be a good fit for similar games to Ever Crisis and First Soldier? So we talked about the the Ever Crisis side. Churro, what do you think about a first soldier style Kingdom Hearts? You, you know, actually, that would have been war- perfect for the Keyblade War, right? You know, we've talked about this before, and I think it's I, I think it's a- applicable. Yeah, like God, I don't know how they would roll into into like the future of Kingdom Hearts. But like yeah. that would have been perfect for like the Keyblade War. Since since the Keyblade War segment was missing originally in the global version. Because yeah, it yeah. was it was shown in the um the Kingdom Hearts uh Kingdom uh what's it? Uh, you know, KHX, they read the PC version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for right. Japan and then it and it ended with the Keyblade War before it switched to, you know, Unchained Key. Um so God, that was a huge opportunity. I mean you never know. They might create something out of that with, you know, key kids and all that again. Yeah, but exactly. I just can't think of anything now that would work with it. But it'd be pretty cool to have some sort of just, just you know, a non-canon Kingdom Hearts title that just, you know, beat up other players. Yeah. I do like that, um, like, First Soldier, it has, like... It has a canon reason for existing, but it's not. It doesn't seem like it's that serious in terms of like the story relevance. Like at least for me, I would be okay with that. Like, just give me a reason in the series for such a story to or for such a like battle royale thing to exist in Kingdom Hearts. And as long as there's a reason for it to exist and a time place for it to canonically to have happened, then I'm fine. I don't need very much story up beyond that. Just give me that basic summary of like, uh, oh, and the Keyblade War continued, dot, dot, dot. And that's the start of the game. I don't know. You know, it doesn't need much. I mean, they maybe could, there's could, been multiple create... Keyblade Wars, and they just, you know, here's another one. They could just create, like, a what-if scenario. What if the key, the Keyblade War continued on, and it never yeah. stopped? That's that's one. Or, uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, what about, uh, we're at Radiant Garden, and uh, one of, uh, y- you know, I don't know, uh, y- you know, uh, Sid is, like, creating a simulation of the Keyblade War based based off of like some records that they found they like discovered some special records of the keyblade war or uh maybe they discovered like i don't know no name the no name keyblade and they're analyzing no name and they're discovering uh history of what happened in the keyblade war and uh what we're seeing and what we're experiencing in the in, in the game is just like a simulation like j- just like how in limit cut you yeah. know all the data battles were there just a data <laughs> simulation of the keyblade war pretty much there you go so that like, that's a possibility because considering that the 
the foretellers were originally there for the Keyblade War. You yeah. Know, maybe get a perspective of uh, for, you know, going through Melody of Memory spoilers that it would be a good way of for those who are on the side of, you know, reality, what the Keyblade War was like. Exactly. So there's there's definitely room. But at the end of the day, with with something like a battle royale and and kind of like how we're seeing it with a first soldier, it's clear that you don't need to have something be that story relevant. Like it 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 can be just a very simple explanation and then that solves everything. They're looking, you know, they're they're testing a bunch of soldiers or testing a bunch of like military people to decide who becomes the first soldier, you know, the uh, capital S soldier who gets all the Mako energy and all that stuff or Mako energy, whatever. So that, 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 that's pretty interesting. I think that's a, uh, I think there's definitely room for such a thing. Uh, kind of speaking on uh, presentation values uh, being different from a main game versus a mobile game. Uh, can we talk about how like, first soldier and the battle system of ever crisis are extremely close to what we have in remake. Yeah. Like how crazy is that? Like I know unreal engine four is extremely flexible. Like it can like run on some pretty low end tech and like, just look at Fortnite and how that runs on mobile, and it runs really well. It looks very similar to like what it looks like on PC and on console. So it's pretty amazing to see, like, you know, when you look at uh, First Soldier, and it's like, man, like this doesn't quite look like as good as Remake, but it's pretty close. Like, if I had to describe it as anything, it's like. If Final Fantasy VII Remake was Kingdom Hearts 2, you know, First Soldier is Birth by Sleep. Like, that's the gap that I see there. Like, it's just like a slightly lower-end version of the same stuff. So that that, that part of it is, is pretty cool. I, I, I will also just comment, this is, you know, not necessarily related to Kingdom Hearts, but I really like the uh, level design of First Soldier. Like it's so much better than the level design of the Midgar that we got in a uh, in Seven Remake. Like I, I get that it's because you know they have to support the the really action oriented multiplayer gameplay, but like still super cool. All right, so that's uh that I'm pretty sure that's pretty much that that question. And then the last question is from uh, Nico Gonzalez, and Nico asks, speaking of uh, battle royales. Uh, lately, Fortnite has been evolving into a crossover game on the level of Smash Brothers, uh, but with it being entirely of pop culture. Uh, with Kingdom Hearts being exclusive to the Epic Game Store on PC and Tron skins appearing in Fortnite, do you think we will see Sora make an appearance in Fortnite anytime soon? Do you think uh, it is more likely for Sora to appear in Fortnite before Smash? Well, that's automatically assuming if Sora is going to be in Smash with the only two spots left. For one. Yeah, we'll have to see, right? And then, well, it depends though. Like uh, Sora is really such a complicated character because of Square Enix and Disney's, you know, 
involvement with the game. You know, yeah. it all comes down to Nomura's decision and then Disney's decision. You know, Disney respects Nomura's you know final decision and wants to be in it. You know, so it's like for for all these other games from Square Enix, you know, World of Final Fantasy, and then um, what was it? Uh, that other mobile game, Brave uh, Brave, Brave Exvius. Yeah, Brave yeah. Exvius, where they made a cameo. You know, so it's like I think they have to be more crossed over with other games before they even considered, you know, something like Fortnite or or Smash, something outside of Square Enix. Yeah. So, like, because, you know, you have, uh, let's say, for example, Persona, Persona 5. Yeah. You have the Persona 5 characters appearing in all these different mobile game crossovers, like Dragula Lost and, you know, and all these other ones. It's like, Sora Company would have to be all these, you know, crossovers first before they decide to let it actually happen. Yeah, I feel like with... uh... I mean Fortnite at the very least I will agree that the the Fortnite the crossovers it's been able to get are really impressive. Like I'm very impressed by the amount of and the quality of gets that they're getting. You know, they're getting Marvel characters. Uh they got Master Chief from Halo, got the Mandalorian. Like they're clearly, you know, they've clearly got a lot of stuff going with Disney and not just Disney but like specifically Disney slash Marvel, Disney slash Star Wars. Like, they're able to get some pretty deep cuts that would probably be, I would say for most other properties, it would be impossible for them to get that kind of character in their game. So I I am very impressed by the, uh, you know, the kinds of things that they're getting. And in in a similar vein, I'm very impressed by the crossovers that Smash is able to get. You know, they and you know, hey, they have Cloud and Sephiroth. That's those are some pretty good gets. You know, not many games can say that they have Cloud and Sephiroth. But like you were saying, Churro, Sora is a very special kind of character because he's tied up in I would say three different uh parents <laughs> that make things difficult. We've got Square Enix. We've got Disney, and we have Papa Nomura. And I think my assumption is it's the last one, Mr. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura-san, that uh, I think he's the guy that's uh, probably the one who is going to be the last decision on everything. And if it was my guess, I think that might be the reason why he hasn't made it yet. And... That I think it says something, the fact that Cloud and Sephiroth are in, but Sora is not. I think that says something. I, I think he's waiting just, on his own terms, like when when there's there has to be something really special for Yeah, Sora it really does. Cause like Sora wasn't even in Disney Affinity. It was just the keyblading the you yeah. know, King Mickey outfit. Exactly. Like it's Sora really is a very special unique kind of character to get so i i'm pretty sure like i would not count the possibility as being off the table i don't think it's impossible to happen that sora might make it in uh if i had to say between fortnite or smash my guess would be smash 
first. Um, I don't think, at, at the very least, I don't think the crowd for Fortnite is necessarily specifically, you know, I don't think they necessarily have any particular interest in Kingdom Hearts, you know, specifically. I think Fortnite is more interested in going for those really hard get characters that are beloved by the most amount of people. So if they were going to go for anybody, they'd probably go for like Mario or something or Pikachu or some something like that. Something that's like got some really wide reaching, very mainstream stuff. Whereas with Smash, they're definitely more open for the more niche kind of picks. Like, you know, I wouldn't say Cloud and Sephiroth are necessarily all that niche, but, you know, Solid Snake, you know, outside of the video game industry, not that huge of a character. Um you know, and, and just recently, uh, they they had a Xenoblade two character uh, uh, appear in Smash, so they're definitely a lot more open. You know, we also have Joker for goodness sake. So, uh, I I also would not be surprised. I'm sure Namura probably knows Sakurai. Yeah, I think I mean, they do. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they know each other. I mean, well, hey, they got they got Cloud and Sephiroth in, so they definitely have talked, probably. So I I would hazard to guess if if he's gonna be anywhere, probably Smash first. Turo, how do you feel? Do you think if let's say they were both gonna get him, who do you think would get him first? Uh, just like you, uh, say Smash, because yeah. Smash but- is that game where you know. It's where they care more about the characters themselves than what Fortnite is more like saying, hey, we got these wonderful skins you could just throw on your character. Yeah, that's really all they are. Yeah, so here, at least with Smash, you know, Sakurai will take care of the character, you know, and they'll work with the, you know, the person who created them so that to ensure that, you know, they are pretty much exactly how they are represented in their own games. Exactly. Yep. And sometimes they even uh they even like the the version of them that's in Smash is even better than the one that was in the original game. I don't think that would necessarily be the case for Kingdom Hearts, but yeah. Like look at how look at the like honor and just how well treated the Sephiroth reveal was. Like it was definitely given the level of respect that Sephiroth entails. Like you watch that opening uh CG uh cutscene for him and it's just like it's so amazing. So many really great cool like Easter eggs, like Mario getting stabbed in the style of the, you know, Final Fantasy Seven Advent Children. Like it's very clear they did their homework and did it right. So yeah, I'm with you, Churro. Uh, I I I would totally trust them to be able to do it. Uh, I don't know so much about uh, Fortnite how that would work out, but yeah, very interesting. But yeah, I, 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 my vote is Smash. All right, so uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up uh, our uh, question segment for the music segment for this episode. We've got a lovely piano cover from Kyle Landry. Been a while, but we've got his uh, 2021 cover of Dearly Beloved on piano. You know, Kyle Landry's always, uh, every single year, releases a wonderful arrangement of uh, Dearly Beloved for the piano. And uh, yeah, this year, no, no different. So hope you enjoy that. 
And our next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 16th of March. And uh, as always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, Spotify, or... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at CageUnion. And remember, if you guys want to support the show, please support us at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you have any questions for the show, send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, Joe, we made it. We did. We, we had news. We had the blues. But we also had hope. And to me, isn't that what Kingdom Hearts is all about? Yep. That's the best. And so, and, and since we're heading into March now, um, yeah, we'll get to see what happens on the anniversary of Kingdom Hearts, the nineteenth. Kingdom Hearts is turning nineteen. That's crazy. Oh my god! It's it's. He, he it's already can, an adult. It's already an adult. He can vote. Yep. So it can't can't drink yet. Can't drink. We're getting there. So we much early, but you know. So he can drive a car. You can drive a car, yep, can vote, shoot guns. It's great. Yeah, so it's it's crazy, so well, I can't wait to see if uh, Nomoro's got any more surprises for us. <laughs> right? Like, so uh, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, yeah, and probably in the last episode, but other episodes as well, we've talked about, like, what is our feeling for the next episode? Will we have ne- news next episode? I'm feeling confident. I think we might have news next episode. Maybe hmm. that's jinxing it, but I think we might. I think there's actually a decent chance we might have some I, news. Okay, you think that? I'm going to say probably not till the end of the month where the anniversary okay. is. Maybe. That's, that's probably more accurate. Yeah, I think, yeah. Probably in reality, we won't get it till the end of the month, and then we probably won't get uh, news until uh, Union Cross finally actually uh, finishes in April. But yes. I'm... Uh, I'm feeling kind of confident. I'm going to say we're going to get it. And now that I've said it, we won't get any news. So, <laughs> Yep, so Brandon, better start thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to think of a good uh, good uh, segment. Maybe we could do one about uh, White Day <laughs> again. There you go. Oh, well. All right, Churro, say goodbyes. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.